You can change your life starting now. Manifesting magic in your everyday life with Kathleen. Follow me at KathleenMiner.com. Hi, my name is Kathleen Miner. I am founder and president of Hopeful Handbags, a global nonprofit 501c3 and charity organization. We give hope and support to women who have gone through domestic violence and other detrimental situations. It's time to raise awareness that domestic violence is not okay and that there is help and support all over the world. You can donate money, handbags, or necessities that will give hope to these amazing women. Never underestimate the power of hope. If you or your business would like to become a corporate or local sponsor anywhere in the world of Hopeful Handbags, please contact me at hopefulhandbags.org. That's hopeful, H-O-P-E-F-U-L-L or kathleenminer.com. And you too can give hope. Welcome to Manifesting Magic in Your Everyday Life. And I hope you all enjoyed the St. Joe Radio Show before this because Todd is really awesome, right? I mean, you guys, if you're still listening and you were listening last hour, like he always has some really cool things to say and he knows his music like you do, Kathy. It's always a fun show and then like more f- the fun continues with you. It's always a fun Wednesday night. Well, we're so glad that you say that. We, we get the pleasure of having Kathy here with us every night and she knows her stuff about music, which I love. Yeah, I do all right. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, so tonight we have Alora here with us tonight. And Alora Davis is the owner of Now and Zen Yoga Studio. And those of you that are from St. Augustine know exactly where that is because it's right across the street from the Florida School for the Deaf and Blind. How are you today, Alora? I'm doing wonderful and I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you so much for uh, hosting us tonight. Yeah, no, it has been so awesome to get to know you. I've been to a few classes over at your studio. And they were all different, which is what I absolutely loved. Like there was not one that I've been to the same because I actually, even with my workouts, I were, I change them up every day because I don't like, I like change. Change is really good for me. It may not be good for everybody, but I find it fun. So I went to a full moon yoga session there and that was awesome. So is that something that you guys do regularly or you have periodically on full moons? Yes, we do. And we also do uh, ones on the new moon where we feature uh, yoga and a live musician as well um, monthly. Okay, so I was there and the amazing Sam Shin was there. Yes, when yes. I yeah, playing. we featured him a few times. Yeah, yes, so awesome. um, do you know who Sam is, Kathy? I believe that I have seen Sam perform with Shay Burney. At okay. a pub or two around town. Shay's a singer songwriter. I've a, seen a his bit name. Folky. He's a yeah. pretty awesome guy, and he and and Sam are awesome together. Yeah, I mean, when Sam played, and I was doing yoga because I've never done that before. I mean, I've done yoga with like you know the nature music in the background and all that. I was like, oh my gosh, like I could have been there way more than an hour because I felt so relaxed and and he's so energetically in tune with what he's doing that it allows all the students to to feel the same way. Um, Anyway, you can tell I really love that class. (laughs) I love that one. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. We um, we're happy to feature him. And then we also have like ambient guitars as well. And some drumming that has also happened at the (gasps) studio with Amber Hall. Wow. Great job. Okay. So these are things that they can look on your website and find as to to when that goes, which you have an awesome website too. Um, And then I went to laughter yoga. 
Yes, with Amy. Amy is awesome. (laughs) So those of you who have ever seen any improv around St. Augustine, it was probably included Amy. And she is from the Adventure Pro. And she is, well, that's her company. (laughs) Amy's funny. And so when she teaches the laughter yoga... And she also does uh, campfire conversations where we do a fun game of kind of talking back and forth and drawing uh, different decks of cards and topics of discussion and talking within an indoor uh, fire campfire, if you will. Really? Uh, Yeah, at the studio. Okay, so I'm going to have to go to that one. See, this is what I love about and how I got so intrigued by the things that you do, which is way more than yoga, which we'll be getting into. But um, is that it's always different. It's not just I go and do the same thing all the time. And you can, obviously, if you like the same class, you keep going to the same one, but you offer so many different things in that amazing yoga studio over there, which I love the little lights around the top because I love Christmas. I know you didn't do it for Christmas. Probably, maybe you did, but probably not. Um, but I do love <laughs> the white light. Like it makes me think of Christmas. I have Christmas tree with lights on my vision board because it makes me feel really excited because I love Christmas. So anyway, okay, so I said I was going to tell you a little bit about her, about Alora. So she is a 500-hour certified yoga instructor. That is a lot of yoga. A bar instructor. I told you she's the owner of Now and Zen Studio in the oldest city in the nation, St. Augustine. Um, You practice all different disciplines of yoga. And Ashtanga, is that how you say that kind? Ashtanga. Ashtanga? Mm -hmm. Okay, so what's the difference between Ashtanga and I call, quote, regular yoga? Um, or are they all different yogas? <laughs> I'd say they're all uh, different yogas and they all vary. Ashtanga is from a lineage of Patabi uh, Joyce based out of directly of uh, Mysore, India. And it's uh, a discipline that hasn't uh, progressed really uh, through the years as far as uh, how much it's changed. It's really structured um, as uh, rooted as possible in the very beginning, if that makes okay. sense. Okay. All right. I, I, maybe I've probably done some at. Ashtanga. Oh, I'm sure you have. And everything's related into Hatha yoga, which everything originated originally out of that, including Ashtanga. And it just kind of progressed from there into vinyasa and um, all other sorts, gentle chair yoga. Wow. Is Hatha yoga what people think of as, like Kathleen said, regular yoga? I'm thinking, yes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, see, and I've been a personal trainer, you know, as either a side job or my own business for 27 years. So you would think that I would know about yoga, but and meaning from the outside people looking in, oh, you're into fitness, you probably understand yoga at these, because this is kind of a, a normal thing now, yoga. But no, I, I would get venture to guess that most people that like lift weights, do aerobics and things like that, unless they actively do yoga, they probably don't know much about yoga. Yeah, and I think when you say uh, like back to that regular, back back to regular yoga, um, I, I think that there's eight limbs to the, or there is eight limbs to the practice. So it's not just the asana, which is the postures on the mat. It, it relates to the uh, not practicing nonviolence and living consciously within your community and serving your community and um, that sort of. Oh, okay. So did you know that about yoga, Kathy? I, I had some idea that that uh, that there that there were all those aspects, and I and I know there are a lot of books around about it. I ran into a friend of mine at Barnes and Noble one time, and he was carrying a big book, <laughs> and the book was titled "Christ the Yogi," and I I believe it was you know it was it was looking at you know Jesus's connection with the philosophies of yoga and things that are involved there. I thought that was very interesting that that yeah. existed. Yeah. I actually have a friend, um, Roberta, who uh, owns uh, Berta's Faith and 
Inspiration uh, Fitness. And oh, okay. uh, she uh, is a trainer locally in town, a personal fitness trainer, and she all is related all around uh, holy yoga and faith-based fitness training. Really? Mm-hmm. I am just wow. getting enlightened here. So I mean, cool. I know. I think this is, I find this really fascinating because like I said about being a personal trainer, my favorite thing to teach was kickboxing and still is all of that stuff, but it's a whole different way of thinking. Really, and and I'm one that meditates and journals and is very much into teaching people how to live their life on purpose. And this is a whole different avenue, I think. And not that I haven't done yoga, I'm just, I'm not regular at it, but my body with the flexibility uh, probably could use a little bit more of it. So, okay, I'll be back at now and Zen even more now. Okay, so we're gonna get back into, <laughs> into that. So what else, you know, so what else do you do? I mean, you've got, you're going to school right now. Yes, I'm in a Master Gardener volunteer program affiliated with the University of Florida and uh, the Institute Institute of Food and Agricultural Sciences. Um, It's basically a volunteer program so I can better serve the community and it's required to do continuing volunteer hours each year. So it holds me accountable and to hold those volunteer hours um, to myself. So what kind of things do you do when you volunteer for that? And is it in around this in this community or how does it work? It is. We actually have a community garden out there at the Agricultural Center um, out there on uh, Agricultural Road and State Road 16. And uh, we are looking for people. It's $50 a year uh, to have a plot and you get about a 30, 50 foot space. And it's uh, kind of overgrown right now. But we got a good team out there this year that I think are going to pull it back together. And what do you grow? Well, personally or yeah what do you grow and then what kind of things do people grow out there oh well i have many fruit trees at my house i have lemons limes uh, oranges uh, we also have lettuce and tomatoes and sunflowers even we like to keep our uh, perennials for sure more than annuals really and so what do, what do you do if you're out at the agricultural center doing these volunteer hours and, and keeping up a garden what do you do with the the fruits and vegetables well, it depends. Sometimes we uh, consume them ourselves as as, as the patrons uh, rent the plots. They can come in and harvest as much as they need or back and forth. Or we even have made dishes and then donated them to the St. Francis house and stuff like that. That is awesome. And, you know, I'm fascinated because I don't, I've never considered myself a green thumb. And I have a lime tree. I know it's a lime tree in my yard because I've seen like two limes on it. But... I need more limes on it. So I'm going to have to research that. I'll have to pick your brain. And last year's Master Gardeners actually donated uh, a raised bed, a couple of raised bed gardens to uh, the Betty Griffith Center. I yeah, Absolutely. Um, and I saw those and I was like, oh my gosh, where did that, where did those little gardens come from? And then I talked to Alora and we were talking about gardening and there's, that's where they came from. It is an awfully small world around here. Um, so what is your favorite thing to do to keep yourself grounded and not get overwhelmed with all the things that you're involved in i walk a lot i walk in nature and i sit and do nothing (laughs) as uh, funny as that sounds sometimes it just takes sitting in your yard and uh breathing and even if it's for two minutes so you do that every day every day and is it hard to clear your mind it was at first, I think, when I first started this path, and every day is different. So some days the mind's more chaotic, and I think I have more plates spinning yes. uh, mm-hmm. uh, than, than others. And uh, 
those days are more important to take the time off and to take the time to be still because uh, it'll help me keep those plates spinning. And I think that's really important for people to remember. So I want to talk about that when we come back after this song break. And also, I want to get a little bit into trauma, yoga, and things of that nature and how that can help people in ways that they may not have ever imagined. So we will be right back. Life is busy. We get pulled in a million different directions, but you can still manifest your life on purpose. And it starts now. Welcome back to Manifesting Magic in Your Everyday Life. And I'm here with Alora, Alora Davis, who's the owner of the Now in Zen Yoga Studio in the oldest city in the nation, St. Augustine, which is located right across the street from the Florida School for the Deaf and Blind, which is absolutely an amazing place, by the way. That's a huge place, isn't it, over there? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful, too, that campus. Right? I mean, every time I drive by it, because I have to pass over the Volano Bridge to go home, however many times a day that requires, every day's different. And I always just look like that is such a beautiful campus. And to have that view, like, right out your window when you're studying and stuff, or um, yeah, like, or the uh, hearing of the ocean waves, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. So we, I said that before the break, we were going to come back and talk some about trauma yoga, which is something that I had read a little bit about. And I found out that Alora specializes in trauma yoga and things of that nature. So just tell us basically, what is trauma yoga? So trauma-informed yoga are, trauma-informed yoga, are, always, <laughs> are always free classes, and um, we host them periodically uh, for the community, and they're open to anyone. And it's a... Br- a brave space and held and how they're a little bit different is um, it's anonymous and uh, there's no touching. So no yoga assists uh, just in case, you know, anybody has been domestic violence or Mm -hmm. um, sexually assaulted. uh, We wouldn't want to um, have them triggered in any way to have them a flashback or anything like that. Right. We also face the door. um, So that way they feel comfortable and knowing that nobody's going to walk in behind them. Uh, so hmm. we do different things like that, um, as well as teach them things to take into their everyday life uh, to where they don't feel as anxious and have such an overreactive nervous system, which is essentially what's happening when we're afflicted by trauma. Right. So what made you get into that? What made you be interested in studying that and how all of that works? Well, everyone has trauma. Mm-hmm. And I was approached by a friend uh, who met this woman at a yoga festival, actually, uh, to host a yoga training here. Um, trauma-informed yoga, and I'd never heard of it, and I was like, hmm, sounds good. Yeah. Looked a little bit into it, and she seemed like a great person, so she came, and the room was full, and uh, it was a really tough three days of diving into the shadows of my own self and um, listing out traumas on a piece of paper. I mean, it wasn't the most joyful three days, but uh, it was intense, and she'll be back next May 2020 uh, (laughs) to do it all over again. Um, But I learned a a whole lot for myself, and I think um, ways that I when I see myself and my nervous system or I get anxious, now I I have different tools that I can use to process those emotions rather than being triggered as fast. Okay, so before I ask you a question that came to my mind, when you're in these yoga classes, it's basically that. It is the yoga, right? Do you you write down anything? Do you dive in? Or that's just in the training if you're going to be an instructor. Yeah, that was the training if you're going to be an instructor or if you're working with mental health patients. um, Okay, 
So what kind of, so if you were anxious, if you are a woman or a man who gets anxious because it happens to everybody, I think at some point or another, Mm -hmm. some people are more prone to it depending on the time of their life or just their personalities or whatever their history is. Is that something that would be helpful to them? Because like you said, they would learn the tools that, that would help them outside of the yoga studio. For sure. And anyone listening today, I mean, if you just want to shake yourself around, if you want to like shake your hand, if you're driving just shake one hand, you know, be safe with it. But if you're somewhere (laughs) where you can shake both hands, maybe shake both hands, maybe shake a leg, shake a foot, get up, dance around and then see that smile on your face and like look around at uh, what's happening. And then that's your body releasing energy and releasing out uh, all that anxiousness. Uh, So that's a little something just that they can take. I love that tip. Are you going to see myself doing that sometimes when I'm going around? And like I love, shake you know, it off. Really, right, shake, shake it, off. it off. There's that song, right? And was Taylor Swift the first one that ever sung that song or was she that a remake? Nah, I'm pretty sure that was a remake. Oh, you think so? No. I want to look into that. Yeah, we'll have to look into this one. Keep up the great um, conversation while yeah, I look okay, into that. Okay. But um, so shake it off, you know, because I'm always looking for tips because I have some on my website and in the book about the 30-day self-perception makeover about how you can get yourself in a higher energy vibration quickly right i love that one that is awesome shaking it off and maybe that's what taylor swift meant no not really she's talking about a boyfriend or something wasn't she yeah yeah (laughs) nothing like this shake it off but you're right like shaking your hands like if i do that really fast like it really feels cool Mm -hmm. so everybody start shaking your hands like she said if you're driving just one is fine Okay, yes. And that's back to like everybody gets anxious, right? And then everybody has trauma. So even if you've witnessed trauma, that that means that you um, you're holding on to this and you're holding on to it. Okay, Kathy, what what is it? So according to allmusic.com, which could always get something wrong, it says that uh, the song was released in 2014. It says it was composed by Max Martin Shellback and Taylor Swift. And so I wondered if Max Martin Shellback is someone legendary that she might have borrowed it from but it looks like max martin shellback is well now it won't work and lead me it looks like he's a contemporary guy Hmm. so i think it might be original to taylor swift's release awesome now there's another we know now we know more reasons to like taylor there you go and when you think of taylor (laughs) swift now (laughs) you're gonna think of shake it off even though that that's not really what she's meaning by the song however you'll think of Alora and shake it off so i always just think of the newsman that that went viral on youtube singing along with the song and uh irritating his female Co-anchor. Oh, I don't know that one. <laughs> it's good. Look for it. Is it? <laughs> yeah, you know, I love. I mean, anything to make us laugh, right? Because that raises our energy vibration. So you say that this class, there's no charge for this class. How often is this class held? Um, it depends. Some months we do it um, four times a month. Some months we do it once a month, and that's kind of. And we have a different uh, plethora of teachers in town that are certified and that are do um, and that come in and do them as well. So it's not just me teaching, right? Them, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I more think people the merrier. Right, know? exactly, because I think it's nice when you have different instructors and you have a different experience every time you come into a class. If you have a different instructor, and there's some people like that don't like change. I do, like I said at the beginning, but that like that consistency. However, you can kind of break out of your comfort zone a little bit, which will help with a whole lot of other things. If you walk into the class and it's a teacher you've never seen, be like, okay, I've got this. I can do this. It's a really good and um, confidence booster, I think, for people to get through a class like that if they're very 
if they don't like change, you know, they like to kind of stay on the same road. So if you're, say, a mom, a dad that's overwhelmed and you find yourself anxious, this might be a good class for you, right? If you're a, a man or woman starting a business and you're finding yourself very stressed out and anxious, could be a good class for you. Or if you've had a really a traumatic experience in your past, which I think at some point, we were all everybody. Born. Yeah, you were born. That was traumatic. And we most of us, well, I don't know. Does anybody remember that? I don't probably remember. Probably cold and bright or uh, you were uh, rip, maybe taken out of the stomach rather than birthed out. Right. So we all have trauma to get over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Kathy? Do you, do you feel like that would help you at all with any kind of yes. birthing trauma? <laughs> trauma? I, I think that um, it's important for people to look at the experiences they've had and, and ask was this a lot harder on me than I really give it credit for? Right. And does this shape uh, hard things in my life today that I didn't think about before? That's a good point because I think a lot of people will just say, okay, I got through that. And they just keep going. And it's still been sitting here, you know, in their mind. I mean, one thing that comes to my mind is when I was little, I used to be a good, I was a good swimmer. And then I didn't remember some of this until like years later, but I guess my uncle or great uncle had taken me off the side and brought me in the pool, like surprisingly. And after that, like I did not want to get in the water. And when I would get in, I used to have literally from going around the side of my grandfather's pool, the concrete, I would have um, like, scar- like what do you call it? Sores all on my fingertips because I would hold on so tight to the side. But that's, I mean, I'm thinking of this and the reason why I'm saying this is it can be a, a something like that too, that if you haven't truly released that, it may think of nothing, be like nothing to you, but it still sticks in my mind for a reason, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, oh, yeah. and now I don't even know how old I was, three, four, I don't know, but this one thing that sticks in my mind and it's not, and that was a traumatic experience and that wasn't even, if you compare it to what other people have been through, you know, and I've been through other things, obviously, you know, divorce and eating disorder. I mean, all these things that I've had to work through. But I think that in those instances, even whether you're younger in your 20s or 30s or whatever, we have such a mentality, especially as women, guys too, actually, that's more like, I've gotten through this. I'm good. It's behind me. But it's actually not all the time. Is that your experience when you're working with people? Uh, yeah, I think we have uh, mirror neurons and we have these pa- neuro pathways that are uh, stuck with us and ingrained and, and there, it is a possibility to change them as long as we keep working with them and, and keep uh, changing that uh, that nerve pattern uh, in our bodies by keeping up practices like shaking and, and doing yoga and Cause that's maybe like, even kickboxing. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, that's my like meditation time mm, too exactly. when I do that because I get into another place and it's almost like retraining your subconscious mind, right? When you go into these trauma yoga, trauma... What is the name of it? It's not just trauma. Trauma informed yoga. Trauma informed yoga. Mm -hmm. When you go into those trauma informed yoga classes, it's repetitive. So you're learning those things so that when you're not in the yoga room, you have those tools that are natural to go to and organic. I like to call it because it's something you can do yourself and then you can learn how to get through those anxious times. And then eventually you've really released it. Mm hmm. Is that the whole thought process behind it? Yes, it is. And then to overall help you like uh, know that you can do anything. And if you can overcome this and you can process this bit of trauma or you feel like you can heal even just the, the littlest bit, then maybe mm-hmm. you can feel like you can you can do anything. You can manifest anything. You can create anything you put your mind to. Right. Because 
we talk about this sometimes here with manifesting your life on purpose, you really have to be able to release those things and those doubts and those things that are holding you back. And there's so many people that I've talked to in my years and the older we get, we have more years to talk to people and we have more years on ourselves that our story gets longer. <laughs> I always like laugh about that. because I'll only tell you my story. Oh gosh, how long is this going to take because of the age? But anyway, we get wiser. Um, so, that they are really, they know they have things that they're holding on to. They, they know it. They talk about it. But they're not ready to release those things. And I, I think this kind of thing would help. Because you're not really having to sit in therapy, which, I'm not, which is a good thing too. But if that was what works for you. But this is a different natural way of doing it. And I absolutely love that. So what other kind of things about trauma yoga can you tell us that you think are interesting or that people find um, helpful? Like the thing, I like the idea that when you said, there you face the door because when you said face the door and you said that people aren't going to walk in behind you right what i thought of was a quick way out that's what crossed my mind and then when you said oh so people don't think people are going to walk in behind you that did not even cross my mind that's also the thing a quick way okay. out. okay mm -hmm. a quick mm -hmm. escape if they need to leave or a threatening situation is coming i mean we have a giant uh glass window that's just a sheer curtain that kind of goes in front um, so you can see easily what's outside rather than people seeing inside. Um, so it makes them feel comfortable if anything's coming at them in the direction. That's awesome, the way to think about that. So you have to think about all those little things when you're in those situations and people are going through those things. And I know that Alora and I had talked about hopeful handbags and we talked about um, domestic violence and how it's not okay and it happens to happen so often and that the children are also adversely affected by domestic violence in, in the household, whether they're being abused or not. And I feel like with parents that have dealt with that, for them to do things um, in, in trauma, in, informed yoga is one of them, that when the children see their parents being able to deal with certain situations, meaning um, anxiousness or things like that, you also can pass that on to your children on what to do because they've learned that. And I think that that's really important for kids to see is that their parents are taking that step, you know, to get through what they've been through in their life. I agree. I mean, it, the studies are being done nowadays that uh, trauma is passed through to our DNA. So by changing how you're doing with trauma is really influencing seven generations ahead of you and behind. And I agree with that as well. I mean, I didn't do the studies, but I do. Because if you think about when, say, somebody's pregnant and they're on drugs, Right, that's going to affect the baby. Of course. Right. Therefore, it could still kind of right keep oh, yes. keep going. It intertwines, and, and so it's it's basically that trauma is going to affect the way that you you are made your makeup. So why wouldn't you pass that on? Or even something like grieving, if you um, you know lo lose somebody while you are pregnant, all that grief and and those emotions are still transferred. Everything you're feeling is still transferred down. Uh, so there's something. Um, you know, to, to be said about that birth trauma, right? Right, Going the birth trauma that yeah. we all had yeah, to yeah. be here. We all had to have some birth. <laughs> we all had to be birthed in and some way. Also with trauma, uh, a lot of people who come to the trauma-informed classes, they also come to things that are Circle of Hope, which is uh, another uh, free event that we do at the studio uh, periodically, sometimes right after those uh, or right before. And uh, it's a group brave space, I like to call it. And uh, we sometimes pick a topic uh, to be discussed within the group. Or if you don't want to speak on that topic, you can don't have to speak at all. Or you can just place something in the safe space to be held 
uh, that's anonymous and we read a, a rules and a guidelines um, before each one and um, many people participate in that So what's too. the name of that one? Circle of Hope. And so like if I wanted to come to Circle of Hope, what was it, would it be an example of something that I might be bringing with me? Maybe you would bring a journal and uh, a pen with you in case we did like a self-guided writing thing, not anything that you would have to share by any means, just something that you would take home with you if you needed to. Uh, one of the circle of hopes I've, I've held, we've placed a piece of paper into the center as something to let go of. Um, and, and we can sort write of a on releasing. that paper possibly and release almost like the, um, yeah, the flash paper or something. Yeah. We've okay. even done it like on flash paper where it kind of is like that magic paper that Wait, lights up really flash paper. It's magic paper <gasps> that where you like light it really fast and it just kind of like dissipates. Um, I need flash paper. Magic sword. Down, for my, down. well, I yes, need that for yes. my full, cause I do the, <laughs> the, you know, we do the full moon yeah. releasing yeah. instead of having the fire. Like we did last couple of times. My husband's like, okay, listen. So we had to bring it outside cause it was getting so smoky. <laughs> wait, wait for all the smoke alarms to go off in the house. I love that. Okay, so I know this is more talking about flash paper, but I've never heard of flash paper. I, that is going to be awesome. Okay, so what, and then we need to go to another cool song. What is the, what kind of thing do you do with the hope circle? Is it the hope circle? It's a discussion space for people to So who would go? And, and anyone, anyone who... So I always space have space held for them or maybe feels called to hold space for others. What do you mean hold space? Um, holding space is sometimes sitting with someone or eye contact when you know they need it. Uh, compassion. So um, do I have to bring somebody with me that I want to hold space with? No. Just so I can yourself. come by myself. Mm -hmm. And other people are holding space for you. If you are going through something, maybe a hard time or... So you could go whether um, you need hope, whether you're trying to um, get more hope or whether you're wanting to give more hope to others. Correct. Got it. Okay. I just want to make sure I understood uh -huh, that because yeah. I always usually like things on a simple level and that way I know that everybody understands it if I can get it. We got it because I like to ask a lot of questions. Okay. So Kathy's going to play an, an awesome song for us, aren't you, Kathy? Yep. I definitely am. I'm going to play Paula Abdul. Woohoo! We always like Paula Abdul. All right, we'll be right back. You can change your life starting now. Manifesting magic in your everyday life with Kathleen. to Manifesting Magic in Your Everyday Life. And I have Alora Davis here, the owner of Now and Zen Yoga Studio in the oldest city of St. Augustine, Florida. And you have an event coming up that I'd love to talk about because you're always, you know, you have a passion amongst a lot of other things, but helping people and helping in the community as well. So what is it that you've got going on? Uh, this is a fundraiser actually for the Matanzas River Keeper, and it's a waterway uh, cleanup hosted on September 21st, which is the International Coastal Cleanup Day. Uh, and it's held going to be at uh, Janoug's Fish Camp uh, down south by uh, A1A and uh, 206 Bridge. Those of you in uh, St. John's County with us that are familiar. Uh, we're really excited. We're going to have yoga classes throughout the day. We're going to have a late risers food truck out there for, uh, with us. And we're going to do um, sh shuttles, if you will, uh, with the litter getter. And it will be taking people in different uh, heavy duty, medium duty, and light duty trips out to clean up uh, trash and debris out there on the waterway. And then all donations and collect uh, collection of money will go towards the Matanzas River Keeper. Okay, so what area are you guys cleaning up? 
So uh, this will be the Matanzas Intercoastal. So this will be uh, anywhere from south of the 206 Bridge, uh, south of Matanzas uh, Inlet, uh, all the way probably to like towards the Bridge of Lions area. Oh, wow. That's a long way. Yeah. We're hoping to get at least that many people out there. Okay. I'm, ho- I'm hopeful. So we're going to share this again on Facebook. Go to the Kathleen Weiner page and you'll see it and we'll share it. But if you guys can please share this in St. John's County and the surrounding areas so that we can get more people out there to do that. It's a huge thing to keep all of these coastlines clear. It, it really I mean, it's is. A big it's, job. it's really important. And and the Matanzas Riverkeeper really does a good job, which is uh, why we're helping them out. And uh, we're helping that when you come, if you can bring uh, reusable uh, cups, of course, uh, for drinking water, we'll have fill up containers. We also uh, got bags uh, from the St. Augustine Distillery. Um, so they weren't they haven't been throwing away their barley and their corn bags. Um, I've had oh. a friend been collecting them for us, actually, um, at the side of her house. Thank you so much, Taylor. <laughs> and uh, she's uh, been pick- I've been picking those up and then taking them down to Janugs, getting ready for this uh, event. So that way we won't be creating more trash. Right. That's a good idea. Look at you thinking ahead. Oh, I mean, that's awesome because... This is why I say I know the people who do clean up the beaches and the intercoastals and stuff, they do an amazing job. But we are such an amazing tourist city here from being the oldest city that we do have a lot of people coming in and out through our waterways and on our beaches like all the time. And it being after right after summer um, Mm -hmm. and especially right there, right around the Matanzas, kind of like party triangle um, where everybody (laughs) kind of hangs out. Um, Isn't the whole beach area party triangle? I think it depends on the weather. Probably. Because I know when I come to come over the bridge, the Volano Bridge, certain t- certain days when the weather's nice, you really can't get over the Volano Bridge because of all the people that are over <laughs> trying to get back. But that's what I mean is that there's so many people that come over there as as us that live in the area. We have to take it upon ourselves too on an everyday basis when we see these things to pick them up. Or just when you're going to the beach, maybe just three pieces of trash each time you go. Exactly. And then hopefully it'll be a time where you don't find three pieces of trash because there will be no people littering. Because if you guys don't remember, littering is not legal. Right? It is not. Okay. <laughs> it is not. And the one thing I do have to say, and I, then we'll get it because we need to go to a manifesting magic in your everyday life. But you know, and we're going to go live on Facebook here in a minute. Something I've never understood is why putting cigarettes out of a window or on the beach for some reason is not considered littering. Does that make sense to anybody or is that really a thing? Because why aren't people getting fined for throwing cigarettes out their window? So I went to a beach cleanup on a couple of times. We live in Volano and Volano. I mean, hundreds and thousands. I mean, we, we picked up at least 200 cigarette butts and we were only out there for like two hours. My kids and I, and that was just us. So why isn't that, why, why do people do that? that? That's littering. Do cigarettes dispose them? Plus, it's really dirty. Just saying. That's something else you have me very curious to research about. But I think I might have to do a lot of research about it to find out. I mean, it, is it not? Do you know if it, if it is law that they don't consider I don't know that. But then, but, I'm but the so reason, interested to look into The that. reason why I don't know is, and why I'm baffled by it, is I'll see people driving down the street and they flick the cigarette out the window, right? Yep. Well, if you see somebody throw a napkin out the window, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, that person's littering. Don't they realize? Because what do the signs say all over the place? Usually like $500, $500 fine, fine for littering. Mm-hmm. 
How many times do we see people f- see people flick the cigarettes out the window? Not, that's what I'm getting at. Not to mention the brush fires that become a concern. Oh, that's you a, know, in some have been started by that. Sure, in certain areas. Yep. So okay, so you see how I feel about cigarettes, and I'm sorry if you smoke, um, but smoking's not good for you anyway. It's just not. I mean, it's just it's re- that is reality, and that's that can be proven scientifically. Yes, it so can. I'm not just making it up, right? Okay. It's good for tobacco executives, and that's it about is, it. It is very good because you know what? We lived in Winston Salem, North Carolina, for 14 years. You know what that whole town's about, right? Tobacco, Winston Salem cigarettes. I mean, that's what everything was. And I remember coming down here to visit because my family's here, and, you know, people wouldn't smoke in restaurants, obviously, because it was, you don't do that. But where we lived up there, it took years for that to get passed. So people were still smoking in restaurants up there and they just recently passed it. I don't know when, but it wasn't too long ago. You know, it wasn't passed here until 2003. Really? Yep. I can remember really, really uh, looking forward to them passing that. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it was voted in, an amendment to the Florida Constitution. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad. I mean, now I know that people don't smoke in, in restaurants and I know that's not what we were talking about. All this, but we were talking about littering and don't litter on the beach either and your cigarettes are litter because you have to pick them up. Because when we go out there to volunteer, I, I guarantee you we're going to be picking up a lot of cigarette buds. Mm-hmm. And they've touched people's mouths and thank goodness we have gloves on. I mean, I could go on and on because this is just not a sanitary thing. So thank you for doing that. But if people don't litter in the first place, we wouldn't have to have special things like this to clean up the mess. Okay. I'll stop for a minute about that. Um, but so tell us again, September 21st mm-hmm. and what time? Uh, from 8 a.m. to Emil, uh, the last boat leaves at 12 p.m. But the whole event will end around two. The boat? Yeah, the boat. That's going to take people out onto the water to clean up the waterway. At 8 a.m. Is that the litter getter you mentioned? The litter getter, gotcha. yeah. Okay, I didn't realize it was a boat. I'm thinking of like a truck. Yeah, when you said shuttle, I was thinking I was thinking car shuttles. Yeah, yeah so okay, I was like, cool. if you will, you know. Gotcha, okay. That, that counts as yeah, a so, shuttle. So we a just got to think know. outside no, the box. No, that's really, that's even a cooler shuttle. That's what I'm getting at. Like, that's awfully cool. And there are limited spaces to be on there. And there is a sign up online on our website and on Facebook. Okay. So if you, if we share this and, and they click going, that means that we have to go where from there to sign up. Ticket link at the bottom. Okay. So just because you click going on the Facebook page does not mean you're signed up. Correct. Okay. I just at least, make... at least for going onto the boat. Okay. I want to make that clear because I think I clicked going, mm-hmm. but I need to click the, the sign up to make okay. sure I have a spot. Is there, oh, and this is an important question too. Are there certain ages that cannot go? Uh, no, but that's why we have uh, the different duty trips. So we have a heavy duty trip for those that are really into like heavy lifting and want to get super dirty. And then we have lighter trips for those that have children and are elder and maybe uh, don't want to get as dirty. Okay, so I'm glad I asked that too. Because another thing is, Kathy, what were you thinking? Because when you said heavy duty, I'm still thinking the trucks. <laughs> I was thinking a heavy-duty truck that can go in the deep sand Yeah, in a lighter truck. Were you thinking differently? No, you know, I don't know if I thought that far. I just heard the word (laughs) shuttle, and I thought, when I see shuttle, I think of traffic mobility in St. Augustine, and I think of cars. But no, a boat is a shuttle. (laughs) It is. I'm so glad that we cleared this up. Oh, and according to Google, um, throwing out cigarette butts is littering and can cost you $100 or even an arrest under Florida state statute. Okay. 403.413. 
Those of you that are driving in cars, throwing cigarette butts out your window, you now know that it is a law. You cannot throw cigarette butts out your window. I was in high school one time with a friend, um, and a cigarette butt was flicked out the window and came into the car because the windows were down. Oh, man. Oh, my. Anyway, so don't litter. Okay, so and let's go. September 21st, we are going to be at, what's the name of it? Janook's Fish Camp. Janook's Fish Camp, which is near 206 in St. Johns County. You guys know where that is. With Late Risers food truck and mini yoga classes from 8 to 2 p.m. 8 to 2. That's an awesome. So we can come anytime. Mm -hmm. As long as you sign up on that link if you want to get on the boat. You have to sign up. Okay, we're going to do a short song. Be back with Manifesting Magic in your everyday life. We're going to be live on Facebook. So go to Kathleen Miner on Facebook and you can follow us there. We'll see you in a sec. to Manifesting Magic in Your Everyday Life with Alora Davis here. So if you're watching this live on Facebook, you get to see this amazing person next to me. I need to turn the camera around sometimes so you can see Kathy over here. Woohoo! Nobody wants to if, see If that. I could reach the camera right now, I would. I need like a remote. So, hey, Courtney, how are you? So, you know, we talk about how you can manifest magic in your everyday life because you absolutely can. You absolutely can can um and i did a vision board get together last night with an amazing group of ladies and they are going to be manifesting their life on purpose too now but alora tell us about something that you have manifested on purpose well i love vision boards so i just want to add that in right there and i have a manifestation board and a vision board of my own too i bet Um, you do (laughs) but i felt called to teach at a rehab center right down the road from now and zen uh, so I walked down there at Spencer Rehab Recovery, and I asked them if they needed a yoga instructor because I had seen groups of people like walking by the studio, mm-hmm. and they were all going to the store uh, next door to Vinny's. So I was like, well, if they can walk down there to the store, then they can walk down there for yoga. Yeah. And uh, so uh, they all agreed, and I went through the hiring process, and they created a job uh, position uh, for me to have. Really? They did. And that not only happened at that place, but that happened again at the Ark of St. John's and teaching special needs, which is so rewarding. Um, it brings me to tears just every time I leave. And the staff asked me uh, when I walked in there, like, do you know where you're at? Or like, you're aware that like what you're trying to teach yoga because people think regular yoga, downward dog, all of mm-hmm. yeah. all of this moving, right? I have to be really flexible. And I was like, no, if you can breathe, you can do yoga. And uh, after that first class, I was like, does everybody feel the energy difference in here? And everybody was like, yep, we, we sure do. And uh, the whole room, everything shifted, the teachers, everything. And it has been going good since. Really? Mm-hmm. So you knew that that was something you just had this pull to do it. It was something you had envisioned anyway. And then that's what I wanted to really hit on too, is the inspired action that you took to make it happen. I think a lot of people get confused when we talk about manifesting your life on purpose or doing a vision board that you're just going to put this stuff on there and it's miraculously going to show up in front of you. Well, it will, but then you have to do the inspired action, right? Which is the step that you took by going in there. Right. And then from there, I had to, at the ARC, I had to do facial recognition programming. I had to fill out the job application, then fill out all the tax mm-hmm. paperwork, all of that have you. Plus, take a, uh, pass a drug test, do fingerprinting, um, get approved by payroll. So it's been quite the long process. It's taken about two and a half months or so to get through it all, but it has happened. And it's 
it's wonderful. And I'm so grateful to be there, there teaching them. Well, and that's amazing. That's an amazing thing to manifest. You know, and could you all do have that we everybody has in them wanting to help others. And you knew exactly what that was. And when that was placed in front of you, and that thought came to your mind, because we always say, if you can think it, you can do it. If you can dream it, you can do it. You're the only one holding yourself back. And I think that is so key for people to understand is that taking inspired action. And I'd like to call it inspired action because I feel like there's a difference between action and inspired action. And you tell me what you think, but I feel like action is that stuff we have to do. You know, there's, we do have to do things. Yeah, like that right? everyday to-do list, grocery shopping. Yeah. Oh, I need to go get toilet yeah, paper. That's exactly. right. I mean, yes. You have to do it. That's action. You're probably not getting any joy out of that. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. If you see somebody nice at the grocery store and you like to talk, which I do, um, I always find somebody fun to talk to. But the inspired action are those things that your intuition's telling you to do. And then you have to act upon it because it doesn't just happen. So you wouldn't have been doing what you were doing with those amazing children in that rehab center if you didn't take that step to go in there and talk to them. Mm-hmm. And that's where the difference is. Because I have been asked numerous times, what's the difference between you and some people that create things in their life and the people that are sitting on the couch hoping that it happens? That's the difference. Don't you think? Yes. And so what other thing of, what is your other thought of taking inspired action? Um, I think that if you feel moved, if something, if you close your eyes and maybe you feel something sparkle in your heart, um, act on that. Act on that, whether it's uh, dancing in your uh, living room for, uh, in front of, you know, your grandma, a little funny, like shaking your butt in front of her just to <laughs> yeah. make her laugh, yeah. you know, just to get a little right. giggle um, because she's in a, because she feels a little sad or something. You know, you were inspired by her um, grief or her sadness to kind of make her laugh and make her find that sparkle within herself. Yeah, right? I think that's awesome. And same when you're, we talk about the grocery store, I don't know why this keeps coming to my mind, but if I see somebody in the grocery store and they look like they're a little bit down, I love to I love to just say, you know, hi, how are you today? And and sometimes that sparks a conversation. A smile and a kind word goes really far. Exactly. Because that's when we're giving our good energy, like you said, the spark in your heart and that little sparkle. That's how we can give that back. A simple smile, a simple hello can give back to somebody else. And Even eye contact with, uh, you know, a homeless person can go far. Just oh, recognizing I, that they're there. Exactly. And I love doing that. And I've gotten to know some of them around town because we do the haircuts at St. Francis right. House yes. um, once a month. And I, I've gotten to know them. And so by name. And so when we're out there, you know, I can be walking downtown, you know, be like, hey, you know, and we know them by name and they know my name and we're talking. And it, it, un, unfortunately, there are people that will just look and be like, you know, like, why are you, why, who, why do you know these people? How do you guys know each other? But they're like, really cool people and they're just like all of us and it raises their energy vibrations as well when we can sit there and have a conversation because I have learned so many things and been so inspired by talking to those people there are so many of them that have such inspiring stories just like every single person in this world does like you were talking about at the beginning of the show about the uh, trauma what everybody's been through something Mm mm-hmm and that literally, literally, when she tells you, talks to you about birthing trauma, everybody's been birthed into this world somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, you can't deny that one. Like, we can't say, no, that's not me. You don't understand. Yeah, you were. It doesn't matter which way you came out. You were here, here for your fears from somebody. 
So I think that's awesome. So do you do that now along with your classes? I mean, your school classes, you do your garden. Um, what's the name of that? Uh, the Master Gardening uh, Volunteer Program with UF. Okay. And you have the Now and Zen Studio, which she has numerous classes. So even if you're listening, because I know everybody can hear this from all over the world, and you visit the oldest city, because the oldest city is truly the oldest city in the United States. I say this often. A lot of people don't know this, but it is. If you grew up in Florida, why wouldn't you know it? Because we all learned that in history. But stop by now and Zen. take a look at their website their website is on our on this uh post that's on facebook we'll also put it in this one that's live right now on facebook but anything else that you'd like to add just that you um can create anything and if any if you don't come to now and zen that i hope you're inspired just by uh listening to this conversation and knowing that just drop your should have's your could have's your wouldn'ts your didn'ts and just do it um if you're called to do so you see how inspiring she is? This is why the first time I started talking to Alora, I was like, you know, there's some, I feel this, I feel this connection because you're very inspiring to everybody that you teach as well. Um, okay, so you guys check that out. And if you want to find out more about in, informed trauma classes as well and all the other things and you don't live in St. Augustine, Florida, I'm sure maybe there's a place in your area. I highly suggest checking it out. There is. And she actually holds, she's not even from Florida. She's from Chicago. So she travels all over the world uh, and all over the country to uh, do these trauma-informed classes as well and hold teacher trainings. And who is that? Uh, Catherine Ashton. Uh, okay. And she is with uh, trauma-informed yoga certifications. And she will be back here at Now and Zen May 2020. Ooh, that's awesome. And if you all would like to help out with hopeful handbags, no matter where you are in the world, because we are spreading globally right now, we are in Barbados, the United States. We're filing in the United Kingdom and Canada to start helping all of these women, give them hope that have been through domestic violence and other detrimental situations. And if you'd like to get involved in any way, please contact me. Please be sure if you're in St. John's County or any of the surrounding counties on September 21st, Say the name of the, the uh, so you say it right? Waterway event at Janugs. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go ahead and post, the, I'll post the link to that event in this post once we get off the air. So also look for this post and podcast. If you did not hear the whole show, we'll have it available in podcast after airing. I hope you guys have an amazing night and thank you so much for being here. Thank and we're you have, so much. Yeah. And I can't wait to go to more of your classes. It's awesome. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Talk to you guys later. (laughs) But I was going to say something else. It all rolled together. Bye. Talk to you guys later. I just want to use your love tonight. Hopeful Handbags has collaborated with the Moms and Business Association. If you would like to grow your business and get involved in helping women all over the world, please contact me at hopefulhandbags.org that's hopeful h-o-p-e-f-u-l-l or kathleenminer.com and you too can give hope <laughs>